0: Go
1: Hello and welcome back to the CFC Talk podcast. Uh, a soulless win is all I'm going to call it against Crystal Palace tonight, 1-0. Uh, we know who we're going to dig at right from the start, but uh, let, let's throw back. Did we do, I, don't, I can't remember, we, I think we did a chat, we did a podcast right after the um, Club World Cup uh, win. Um, just, just. I think we are all drained after that performance, let's be honest. The, the only <laughs> highlight of the weekend is Man City losing to Tottenham. Uh, and then us somehow taking a, three, point, uh, a th- three points from a game which realistically should have been just one <laughs> robbed Crystal Palace. <laughs> I mean, in fairness,
0: like Palace, that they, they they did well to get a lot of shots off target. Just, they missed probably, I think, they had three or four shots in that game where they just missed the post. So it really could have been could have gone either way. But yeah, Hakim Hadidi just. Rescued it for us with like two goals technically, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was all we wanted was the three points, especially coming back from a month of no Premier League, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the excuses that Tuchel came out with later. But There's three so points are we
1: had to t- fact check yeah. them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Oh, but yeah, three points is all that we needed today, and like. Yeah, it's just more of the same. More of Chelsea, just kind of slowly crawling along, trying getting the three points, but putting in the minimum amount of uh, that performance level to to get them. But that's how we roll. That's how we rolled for months now. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll
2: take it. Yeah, I think think it was just a typical Chelsea performance in play. We play poorly in the game, but we somehow find find a win. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the that's the thing that we win. Because I was I was I think I I put a tweet out saying that we were lucky in both games and um Abu Dhabi against Hilal and um we were, we were lucky to come out with wins. Can mm. we be lucky again? And then yes, we were lucky again mm. and we got <laughs> we got the win in the end. So <laughs> so I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking like we'll play like this throughout the whole game throughout the whole season and and probably win more trophies playing like this. And I'm telling you the 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 rivals will be the rival fans will be so mad at us because they've already they already called us the worst team to win the Champions League. So they'll
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna be the worst team to win the quadruple this season. The quadruple
2: this season. Yeah. So, So yeah. Like yeah it was it wasn't really a good performance from us. The first half was better, the second half was really, really bad. But I think those the, the final changes at the end made the difference, and came away with a win.
1: Let me let me start this off right from the bat. Um, the the I guess the, the negative from tonight was um, everything. Uh, but let's begin with player wise, and, okay. and let's begin.
0: Wonder where this um, is
1: going. <laughs> my favorite topic on the podcast. Uh, Lukaku, I mean, look, honestly, I just want an explanation, from Tuchel, on why is he starting every game? <laughs> let me let me start off right there. Forget, forget his performance. Why is someone like Lukaku starting every game when, yes, fair enough, he scored two goals in that club World Cup campaign. But let's be honest, none of those performances were convincingly good. None of those were you know special performances. <laughs> it's just been it's just not been up to the, up to the standards, I guess.
0: Mm. At the end yeah. of the day though, you got two goals, you got goals in both
1: games. Was on the is, that, is that all you want from a striker who costs 109 million? Um yeah. Right now,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> right like, now it's more than anyone else, uh, any of the other three or any of the other seven, well, other than that, can really manage right now. I guess yes I say no questions. yes is our best attacker right now. But,
2: Amart, you were going to say something? something? Yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely agree with you because with him as, as the uh, number nine striker, he's there to score goals. If he scores goals, nobody will, co- no, nobody will be complaining about his performances like his. Is, is overall input in the game but if he the fact that he's not even scoring goals and he's having uh um like seven touches in the whole game that's where the issue comes up that's why because he can't he can't score the primary thing that he can't do the primary thing that he's supposed to do so now you have you go out and look at the secondary things that he has to do as well and yeah, it's 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 not it's not good. Like so, I agree with what Alex said. He, if if he's scoring goals, we are all, we are happy. He could, he can have only one touch in the game, and that will be a goal. We'll be happy. But everything else now now is not working.
1: Let me let me. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of Harry Kane, who I think played really well tonight against um, Man City. At times when he was under pressure, he was he had Man City's defense on him. I thought he played a lot better than you know his usual performances and he was trying to create chances and then you know the players were trying to create chances for him as well i just don't see that with lukaku i just see a very a striker who's just pretty much going to stand where he's standing wait for the ball to either come to him or sometimes make make one or two runs even then it's not going to be those breakthrough runs to score goals it's it's just i don't know if it's just i don't want to say mentality because we've seen him do really well at inter and he's He's been really successful at enter, but it's just something that's wrong with him. Where, I, I mean, I don't know what's what's going on wrong in here yeah. because he seems. He's, it seems like you know he's the first person on team sheet every game every week now for some mm-hmm. reason since that controversy and that <laughs> the game that he missed. It's it's been the same way where he's been on the team sheet almost every single game mm-hmm. despite his performance. I'm
0: gonna just point out that I mean. The one time we had a, we I mean we put on a player who can actually see a pa- uh, see a pass when an opportunity arises in Kovacic, and no later than ten seconds after he came on the pitch, the was through on goal. So maybe I I think I definitely agree with you guys to an extent in that he does need to do more, even if he's not getting this he's not having amazing passes played into him. Whether it's at his feet or in behind, seven touches in the entire game is nowhere near good enough. Even you, you can't coat this you you can't do anything other than call the spade a spade. So uh, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. But not, not just that. Let me
1: let me also point out, just to add on, I, I know I'm interrupting because I love talking about the Kaku in this right. topic, but um he's won he's won zero of the duels he's had with any defenders tonight out of the four or five that he's had, he's won zero of those. So that, that's yeah. also concerning. It's not just maybe the pass was not done exactly how he wanted it, but there's no kind of, um, I guess, effort to actually try and mm. steal the ball off or get the mm. ball at the end of the day. Mm. It's just more of whether you give it right where he wants it or else it's not mm. going to work for you kind of well, thing, which which kind of disappoints me the most, I guess. Yeah.
0: Duels won doesn't necessarily correlate to effort, in, uh, though. But I kind of I get what you mean though. Is you definitely see like nothing came off him today, and we were playing. I mean, there were balls he could have won at least with his head. But at the same time, you still need some someone to play good passes to him, who where he has actually a chance of winning them. You still need something that's relatively near him. But uh, yeah, I digress. It's, he didn't win anywhere near as many duels as he could or he should have. But still. I still find feel that I, it's just a weird one because well there's all everything about oh Declan Rice will solve our midfield problems and somehow our creativity will go up because we'll want to play more we'll be able to play more risky passes and etc but it's just I, I don't it's just yeah I don't know whether that actually solves the problem or not or whether solidifying the defense will solve this but it's just a kind yeah we're still on Lukaku, so we'll stay on Lukaku. And yeah, oh, it's this, this a very it.
1: interesting topic, which I wanted to talk about about Declan Rice and this whole debate that's been going on social media whether we need to get, you know, not I wouldn't say get rid of one of the midfielders that we've got right now, but try and get a good price for some of the midfielders that we've got who are yeah. aging. Um, which I'll leave to the end of the podcast once we're done yeah. with Christopher and once we're done with the Lukaku.
0: <laughs> but, I'm trying um, I'm trying <laughs> yeah I appreciate it but yeah it's <laughs> yeah, one positive at least, at least I'd say from the, this game and pretty, pretty much the only reason to watch our attack in recent times other than Mason Mount there's been Hakim Ziyech man he's just yeah. he, he pretty much did his best recreation attempt of Mason Mount's goal against West Ham first time volley far post on the right hand side just lovely finish from him and he's just if it was dude, if it wasn't for him, I, I think Tuchel would have a lot. I mean, he'd have backing, of course, from most of the fans in the club, but there'd be a lot more questions about our form and just from not just from Chelsea fans, but I think from everyone that everyone would be questioning us if Hakim Ziyech hadn't come in and bailed us out. Because he has bailed us out pretty much in every in our past three Premier League games. So yeah, it's it's it a so, I don't know. He's papering the cracks,
1: but it's good paper. So, we're, we're, we're okay. Well, I'm really happy with Hakim Ziyech, if I'm being honest, because I see a lot more of the Hakim Ziyech we saw at Ajax. And I'm really hoping it continues. And I don't know what sticked him off. Is it the comments or the criticism that he's been receiving, The you know, a few weeks before when he started scoring it almost every Premier League game? I don't, I'm not going to say do it more. But I'll say wh- whoever did it, well done. At least, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it was constructive. I'm not trying to yeah. Yeah, get on and say criticise someone for no reason. But Hakim Ziyech, after yeah he's been he's been great, he's been really great in terms of just passing, crossing, sh- shooting tonight. As you said, yeah. amazing for me at least. Yeah.
0: He just yeah. plays the risky. Pa- sorry, Emma. I, I sorry to, but go for it. Go on. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say he's the one guy right now on our team who actually plays risky passes. He put in fantastic crosses left, right, and center today, where Havertz and Lukaku couldn't get anything on them. He played, yeah, so that kind of counteracts what I said earlier about not great passes in. He played some fantastic crosses in today, and he's just the only one right now who's willing to chance it and just play a 50 50 ball or a cross. No one else can do is doing it right now. And it's just it it really is starting to piss me off about how today our only shots on target were from a Rudiger 40-yard long shot, Kante hitting the ball straight at the keeper, bless his soul. He can't, he's at the end of the day, he's not a, someone you want in that situation. But he's done it previously, so I think we can allow it. And then the third one was the goal. So I guess we have the fourth one in the marginally offside goal, but it's just really there's just no one. Yeah, it just really pisses me off about how there's no one willing to kind of just ri- play a risky pass or something, play into Lukaku that might that might come off. Because Ziyech is the only guy right now who it seems like he actually yeah. or does that, but
2: yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think with with ZH, I think it's just his confidence that he has gotten back because I think mm. he had a lack of confidence when he when he first joined. I think when when he first joined Chelsea he was playing pretty well and the Lampard he played some very good games under Lampard and then he got injured and then um um couldn't re- couldn't return to form and stuff like that. But yeah, like I've always liked the guy. I've always liked Ziyech and I knew that he he has always been he, has, he he's always had this in in, in him but Sometimes when during the season or like in previous games, sometimes you see that sometimes he doesn't work hard enough. He's a little bit lazy on the ball. He doesn't, he doesn't run after certain um, um, challenges. He doesn't make certain challenges as well. So it's like, it was very frustrating from like to watch him in games like that, especially when we knew that he was good, but he wasn't pushing himself hard enough because we, we knew how he, he, he played in Ajax. He was very, very hardworking in Ajax. Even though with Ajax, he had a lot he had like a lot of like re- relaxed role sort of people were working around him and he was the one um um finding the passes and stuff like that but in chelsea you can't do that because you're also fighting for a position that other like three or four four other players are also fighting for so you have to be exceptional you you know have that kind of luxury where people work around you people do the hard work around you and you find the critical pass or you 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 do the kind of like flashy work but He's doing it now. He's working very, very hard. He's the he's like he's the hardest working player on the pitch. Like probably if if, if Mount isn't playing, I'll say he's probably one of the best, um, most hardworking attackers on the pitch. And yeah, he he's he he was very very fantastic today. And in his previous games too, he has also shown that he's he he's coming out of his shell. He has become more confident. Even mm-hmm. now, even look at how he even celebrates the goals, he, mm-hmm. it's like it's like he he just wants to score, get on with it, and go. He doesn't mm-hmm. really. Doesn't really revel in that kind of um, mm. uh, that kind of uh, uh, um, celebrity stars that mm. that is like he had in IAX. He didn't. He doesn't do it. He just wants to get on with it, yeah. move on, and then go. and And I like that about him. Like mm. we we always we always want to see players like that who um, who are focused on getting the job done rather than their own personal mm. um, praises. But yeah, it a fantastic game from him. I think it was the. I, he was the best player in the first half. Some of the crosses he put in the first half, there was one that he put in and Pulisic um, mistimed and, and kicked yeah. it over the over the post. There was another one that he put in the second half and, and Pulisic, both Pulisic and Havertz couldn't do anything about it. But it was a very, very good pass into the box. And he made so many good um, crosses, so many good passes to us as well. So yeah, fantastic performance from him. Man of the match, no doubt.
1: I think going just to is one. Well. Oh, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> go for it no go for it i was just going to add on and and, uh just going to go back to the point that alex made and i was just going to say i think you're right on on the term of we need to try and create chances that are risky chances and what we're not doing is making the defenders the opposition midfielders rethink their move and rethink every decision they take because they don't know what our tactic is Right, uh, when we when we take risky passes, when we take passes which might not end up towards our own player, but at least it's going to make the defender think twice the next time he tries defending against Lukaku, against Havertz, whoever's in, in the attacking position at the moment. And and that's just the issue that we're seeing, um, which I guess was kind of resolved or has I, I have seen gets resolved when, when Kovacic comes on the pitch. I mean, even tonight, his passing was really on point. Uh, for the for the 15 minutes that he was on or 16 minutes that he was on tonight. Um, but yeah, I think going back to the, I guess, one of the surprising ones from tonight, Andreas Christensen playing it right back uh, for, for Chelsea tonight. How, what did you guys make of that?
2: Yeah, I wasn't really sure in the beginning where he was playing because I think the first half he wasn't moving forward that much. It was it was it was during the like before we started recording and and Alex pointed out that we're playing like a 4-1, 4-1 kind of system with him, uh, because I saw him move up the field a lot in the second half, but in the first half he wasn't doing that much. I think it was it was in Malang Sara that was doing the the runs on the wings and yeah, but in the first half I think Ziege was finding a lot of space behind him, a lot um, Zaha Zaha sorry Nazier Zaha was finding a lot of space behind him. They were, but but he wasn't able to beat him though. That was a good. That was the, that was a good thing. He wasn't able to beat him, but there was a lot of space in, in behind. Even Zaha, um, Zaha's Za has chance. like got the pass went through, um, um Christensen's side and got to him. And uh, fortunately for us, Zaha decided to not, not to score a goal today because he had two very very big chances. The end of the first half and the end of the second half where he could have, he could have scored. He didn't. He didn't score. He. I don't know what he saw on, on that in that corner, in that in that on the side of the post, but he just kept aiming at that side. He didn't, he didn't aim for the net, he aimed out of the net. So we, mm-hmm. we just thank God he did that. But yeah, Christensen did, I think he put in a cross in the second half, which um it headed wide. But I think he did well. He did well in, in defense. Mm-hmm. Like the defense, all of them did pretty, really well. Christensen as a like oh, it was. It was weird to see. It was weird to see, but we don't have any option now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like chill yeah. and James are out. We are trying everybody else. So, so that's that's what that, that's what we get now. But he did well. He did well. I don't think he put a foot on.
1: It's one of those where you just you just got a shoe, but you don't know where it fits. So you're just trying it out on different people, trying to see what what fits and what doesn't. Uh,
2: we know, we we know, we know the Claire, we, we know the Claire Princess of the Ball, and the Princess of the Ball is Chihuahua. But <laughs> Chihuahua is at home; he's he's nursing, he's nursing an injury. So we have yeah. to try the quote unquote ugly sister sisters to see, <laughs> to, see <laughs> to see which just, one will fit <laughs> Okay, so I
0: might just call Malang, Sarah, and Chris, Andres Christensen, the ugly sisters. Okay, we got our, we got our shorts for the next three weeks. We're set, but. But that. Nah, I mean, on another day, I, I would like to say Christensen kept Zaha quiet, but at the end of the day, he had two shots that went about, went millimetres away from yeah. going on, off the post. So I'd say he was, I, most mostly he was all right, but it wasn't necessarily, the chances that we gave to Zaha weren't necessarily his fault. It was more us giving the ball away in midfield and yeah. just messing up in general. So not necessarily his fault, but... It was passable. It was fa- like no, no complaints, I think, from Christensen. So, yeah, it's just that I would have thought Chalaba would have played there instead, considering I think he's had a history of playing
1: as a temporary right-back, I think. Maybe I've got that wrong. Didn't, didn't Sar play one of the games um, as a right-back and he had a great performance? I can't remember which one it was. He played left-back so against was... Spurs. Left-back, yeah, sorry, I yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. We can't... Yeah. Because credit to Sara as well, so yeah, I thought he was all especially going forward. He played some decent passes, these a, a couple of shots that were all that were pretty close. He almost got an assist for if Kante had put the ball anywhere other than down the middle, he would have got an assist for yeah. a really nice kind of run and pass for him. And he's just he's, just a, he's a bit of a yeah, he's pretty hard. It seems like he's just really hard to stop once he gets going. So, yeah, it would be, I, I don't mind him. Uh, as long as Shaw's out, he's not a replacement per se, but it's been nice to kind of, he's got the opportunity to play, uh, I think, a lot more than we all expected for this season. I, I generally don't think we expected him to be starting Premier League games for us, but I guess we didn't really expect Shaw to be out for the entire season. start so, or So, game is the game. But, but yeah, from the fullbacks, no complaints in general. From the defence, not really complaints. It was more the midfield, really. The, uh, I think it says at all that Tuchel made a triple sub and yeah. changed out both our midfielders, one of which worked out all right. Then Loftus-Cheek kind of put in a bit of a disaster class. But maybe he was too used to, playing to passing to his Crystal Palace teammates from four years ago. But... Nah, I won't be too harsh. He's only had ten minutes or so to make a. Yeah, I think he hasn't game. played
1: in a while, so I'll, I'll
2: let exactly. him
0: work with it. Yeah, we'll let it we'll let it slide. And anyway, Kovacic came on and was absolutely bleeding phenomenal, as as we've just seen from the from the past, and we just expect from him nowadays. Just a genuinely amazing midfielder. Every time he got on the ball, taking on players, progressing it forward, playing good passes, almost got an assist for Lukaku if Lukaku. Would a bit onside, but yeah. Um so yeah, good good stuff from him. Other players we've missed. Pulisik, I think. Pulis pull sick. Let's go. I mean
1: uh give it, give it, it a good performance. I'd get it, give it Sorry. Oh sorry, Muhammad. Sorry. No, I was just I
2: was, I was... uh I, like you were saying something, you say saying are gonna give him a good performance. Yeah, it's I I I I like I don't think he had a good game. I don't think he had a good oh, game is. at all, because I think one he saw a lot of the ball. Did he didn't really yeah. do much with it. He didn't really do much with it. The fact that he got it, he got it a lot. I was expecting expect to do a lot with it. it. Was getting tackled a lot. I don't know why. Like nowadays, like just the the slightest of touches, he goes down. It's not like it's not like first of all he sees that he's trying to make make a dart and then he's taking out and then he falls down or it's a like a, a, a valid foul or something but now he's just like just playing for fouls and tackles and stuff like i think to be honest like he he didn't have a really really bad performance but for me the fact that he, he saw a lot of the ball because he was basically playing like a number 10 he was like playing the number 10 role. he was everywhere on the pitch like he was he was the one getting the ball in from the midfield and taking it out to the attack and all that, but it wasn't really working for him, to be honest. It wasn't really working. It was frustrating to watch him a lot of times because, like that chance he had, uh, um, and the ZS cross where he had to put it in, like a Pulisic conform is going to score that. Like a Pulisic conform is definitely yeah, going to score that. I don't know I why he delayed in in move in his movement and he missed he missed timed the cross totally and he, he couldn't put that in the net and yeah it, like some of the passes he made in the in the first half didn't go through some of them were like it's sad to see it like that because you know this is like he's a very very good player we know what he's capable of we know he can do more than this but he, you see him playing and you see him struggling to even get like certain passes going to, like dribble players he can't he couldn't even beat certain like he didn't beat players today we know Pulisic he can dribble and stuff like he's a very very good dribbler but today he wasn't doing that at all but I just hope we see we, we see more from him and it was weird seeing him rather in the middle instead of Harvest, because I was thinking Harvest would be there and then he would be on the wings but it was Harvest rather on the wings and he was the one playing next to uh, uh, Lukaku I don't know why that that happened but I don't think it was it- a good call it genuinely made no sense to me why,
0: like, there was a whole mismatch with Pulisic and Havertz today. Like, Pulisic was kind of playing a bit through the middle, a bit on the right, kind of supporting ziesch If if ziesch was staying outright, Pulisic would kind of stay a bit more in the middle. And then Havertz was just stuck really wide out on the left. I mean, yeah. And it just made no sense because he's left-footed and he just doesn't he doesn't really do much on his... Yeah, on that kind of side of the pitch. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. Havertz should
2: have been in the middle. He should have been. He should have been closer. Exactly. To, uh, exactly. And then, um, um, because um, um, Pulisic is more pacey. He could have been yeah. in the wing. And he yeah. could have been doing that jobs and given. And he's a better crosser too than yeah. than, than, than Havet. So I don't know why that that happened, but, yeah. And
0: all Havas had the whole game really was just some really tight angles to work with on his left foot. And he could just not really, he couldn't really create anything. So, I, yeah, really makes no sense to me. And I think, yeah, like you say, Pulisic would have been way better used playing really far out on the left. But it all boils down to, I mean, we've seen, I don't even know what Pulisic's best position is. You'd say left wing, but uh, on pandemic form, but you just don't see it any. Well, you don't see it from any of our attackers right now. The only guy who is nailed down right now is Hakim Ziyech, our right wing, because you just know what you're going to get with him when he plays in that position. In a when we play with a back four and and wide wingers instead of kind of these inside forwards, you know what you're getting with Ziyech. So he's just yeah, he's always going to play. But as for everyone else, so we don't have. I just wish sometimes that we had or, all the time that we had a left winger. Who we know can just do their thing from out on the left, like we have with Ziesch. But it's just a shame that that, yeah we don't really. And Mason Mount has to play, so you play him, and he's not necessarily a he's not really a left winger either. So yeah, it's it's a real sticky one, and that's kind of if I see us kind of buying a. Another attacker, and in, in whether that's like a creator, someone else to kind of really boost our chance creation, then I'd really like it to be a left winger, <laughs> <If>, especially with the
1: edge these. But yeah, just yeah, to add on it's... add on Alex to your point of, of not having any attackers solidified in that first eleven. Mm. I think we've got to say Timo Werner has not had his has his, had his chances as well. Uh, I can't mm. remember. I think he's, he was benched against Tottenham. Um, played only about ten minutes against Plymouth. What didn't mm. play against Al Hilal? I can't remember him playing against Al Hilal. Mm. Came on in the final moments again and against Palmeiras. Um, and tonight as well, not not many chances. So I think mm. I want to see him uh, as much as he's not been doing well at Chelsea so far. But I think I think anything beats what Lukaku did tonight. At least for me, mm. really. I, think I, I just I just feel like this whole Lukaku drama has, has just sidelined Werner when it's not, not his fault. Mm. You would expect him to start more mm. because now that you've got a player who's not interested in your tactics or wasn't interested before, um, he's, he's been playing every single minute or has been playing every single game, starting every single game, whereas you've got someone who's not in not form, hasn't said a single word to the media and he's just been sat at the bench getting these opportunities 75, 78 minutes when he comes on.
0: But when he has come on, you saw it against Plymouth, man. You can't say that he, like, even against Plymouth and Chesterfield. It's, it's one of those looking, where yeah.
1: we're not he going was, after his cheek because he hasn't had much time. And I'm not yeah. going to go after Werner because he hasn't had much time either. Yeah. Or at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's re- It's a fair argument, I think. Yeah. It's just whenever I do see, Ver- I mean, Werner, he didn't have 10 minutes against Plymouth. He came on and then he played. 15 minutes of normal time and then half an hour of extra time and he just he looked so timid not not full of confidence or anything he, had, he was pulling out of challenges he was put through on goal against Plymouth yeah. and he he could have used his pace to get a ball and he just kind of slowed down for no reason that was just a massive incident. I know it's a small thing but when you don't show desire as a professional footballer with massive electric pace it doesn't cut it for me You don't even get away with that in the amateur level. You do that. I've done it a couple of times on the amateur level and I get scolded for it, for just kind of wimping out of challenges. So to see Timo do it, it's just, you expect better. I know, but you make a good point though, in that Timo hasn't had his chances. So, and like you say, when Werner does come on things, I mean, yes, he'll miss a lot of chances, but at least they happen. Today, we didn't have it. We didn't have anything.
2: And yeah, I was about I was about to even say that because yeah. the games that you said that like he he pulled out of cha- challenges and stuff like that he actually made things happen in those yeah. games. So I think he played against Palmeiras, right, and when he came, you could see that there were changes in the in the in the in the team. There were some changes. He was he was acting better on the left than than mm-hmm. I think who was it who was playing there? Forgotten what it was, but he was acting better. And I don't know, like like you said, this is the end the end product. And like Muhammad Muhammad also said, like. What we wanted from Lukaku is kind of like an upgraded version of Werner because we know Lukaku is fast and he can and he's stronger and he can beat he can beat the uh he can beat the the defenders, he can win the 50-50 duels, but he's not doing that. That's why this comparison with Werner has been has come back and it looks like Werner is a better option than him. But I don't know. And with Verna too. One thing too, I think he's also confidence. To, that is also worried. Like his confidence level is very, very low. That's why, he's, that's why he pulls out of those challenges and he doesn't run as fast as he, he can. I know that he's afraid he, he he might get injured or something. I, I just can't tell. But yeah, he, he also needs to really, really uh, 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 learn from Ziesh because Ziesh has also, has also come out from his shell and he makes very, very good t- challenges and tackles. He's not afraid of anything. I think Vernal should also do that. I don't know. Sometimes these players, sometimes they are just afraid of um, injuries because when they see players getting injured around them and when, Werner, when before Vernal got injured, he was playing pretty well with Lukaku. Like that kind of link up was, 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 was growing little by little and was solidifying little by little. But the injury happened. He lost his place. He came back. He couldn't really... Couldn't really regain it back. And Lukaku became the lone striker. And and unfortunately, Lukaku hasn't played every game since then. So it's weird. But yeah. I just hope he also comes back and starts banging. He needs to he needs to redeem himself. He needs to redeem himself sooner or later. He's now going to his third. This is the second his second season for Chelsea. Next season's his third. He needs to do something and, and really change. Because right now, zh has removed himself kind of from the um transfer from the transfer <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, going to, nobody's going to put him now like yeah. he should leave the club or anything but venom might be there yeah. even though his new might be there and other players also might be there so he should also do that and take himself out of con- uh, contention yeah. i think that
0: kind of you, you see link uh, oh, sorry i'm I was just gonna I'll go say for, you for, kind of you, there, there were a couple of i think matt law right mentioned it like I think maybe last week or the week before about Werner and Pulisic kind of not being so happy with the minutes they're getting and them being of of our attackers being the most likely to leave. And and to be honest, the way that Timo is going right now, as much as like his attitude and everything, if things things don't really change until the end of the year, uh, I genuinely, I don't think there will be a third season for him, which is harsh, I think, but it's just he doesn't have the confidence right now and I don't see it changing in the third year. Yeah. For for next year either. So it's um, I, and you never know with Bayern Munich, if Lewandowski does leave, which I kind of, that's always a question Like every year you see the links and then he ends up staying. But if they do have a change in their attack or even maybe at Dortmund, I, I definitely, it kind of makes sense for him to go back to where he feels natural and we could probably get some good money for him as well. So, which is really cutthroat,
1: I think, but game is the game. But we kind of do something. Yeah, I just, I just want to round off the Crystal Palace game before we stretch it for yeah. too long, because I want to go on to talking about the midfield and, and the future plans Chelsea have, I guess, for the for the season, and then some of the updates on Vertigo and Aspie's and contracts. Um, two calls comment after the game and uh, as it, was, it was so funny that we had to fact check it before we actually brought it on the podcast itself um, we come from a 30 Celsius temperature difference we have six players with a cold from the AC on the plane we have jet lag we have almost no player who slept well in Abu Dhabi because of the temperature and the same time dif- and, and the time difference so it's, it's the same here Let me, I'm just going to shred this comment into pieces firstly, uh, before I even start (laughs) saying anything. Um, Because to me, it's it's not a valid excuse. I'm sorry to say this, but that game we played was on the 12th of uh, February. Even if you spent an extra day in Abu Dhabi as a rest, you still had another seven days, so a week almost, to recover before this game. Secondly, I... Doubt you were sleeping on the pitches in Saudi, in in Abu Dhabi. (laughs) I'm I'm sure you had hotels. I'm I'm pretty sure you've got hotels which which have got ACs. We know
2: know Abu Dhabi has a lot of first-class hotels. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And thirdly, I understand the cold part. That one I'm not going to say anything about because it happens. I, I get that. Jet lag. The time difference is four hours. It's right. not as much. I, in my opinion, it's not as much. It's not like you had to go through security. You had to go through the whole process of going through a plane and going back. Private jet, business car style, you come back to UK and you've, you've got a seven-day rest. or Not not just the rest, but at least seven days before your next game. I mean, Davey went to a party. Davey attended a party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All the of party. their games were in
0: the <laughs> evening perfect time for like players from our time zone to play all the games were in the evening afternoon (laughs) yeah like so in the evening Abu Dhabi time so just it's jet like uh, yes man and checking the weather in Abu Dhabi as well all of it's looking it's like it was mid-20s so 30 degrees plus jogger that's not until at
2: least I mean there (laughs) were were favorable conditions I saw like fans who were there taking pictures and they weren't like, you would see that they were very comfortable there and stuff like that. It was weird go made that excuse. Very, very weird because we had won. There's, there was no reason for him to make that excuse. And yeah, I think a lot of people were comparing it to Klopp making excuses and stuff like that. I think I even tweeted that Klopp would blame a a, a poor performance on the kettle acting weird in the morning. So <laughs> I mean, I
1: mean I, I'm just going to, I'm just going
2: to. I just want to I just want to add on and say
1: it's it's a it's a clop out it is, it is. It, it's a clop out <laughs> it is. Yeah. not it a cop out but a clop out
2: yeah it is because you you want there's no need to do that and I don't know, I don't know whether it's a German thing or, or, or I don't know but yeah. it, was, it was weird for him to say he shouldn't have made those excuses like if you could have just I think even saying jet lag is a is a, is a good enough excuse. The other things he added to it wasn't really necessary. No,
1: jet for me, jet lag doesn't count. Jet lag doesn't count when it's a six-hour flight on a business class style jet with a four-hour yeah. time difference and you've got exactly. seven days to adjust. I'm sorry, but yeah, really I'm sorry.
0: It does well it normally you'd say it's you'd say an hour per a day for every hour's time difference is normally what it takes to adjust to a new time zone. And they had a, a two-week time in the UAE. Or no, a week out. In Not the even URI. that. Just yeah, yeah. And then t- probably, I think back. came came back on Monday morning. So they've had f- five solid days to adjust back to it. So because they yeah. came back,
2: they, they they came back the night they won, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. They came back on night go So they've had six days to adjust. So uh, to be honest, maybe he's just kind of deflecting a little bit for
2: the players. Yeah, I, I, yeah. we all know don't this don't guy talk is talk like a be- genius. Or maybe they slept on the pitch, like Muhammad said. <laughs> <laughs> they had the sleeping bags and everything. I heard.
1: I heard they got a three point seven million bonus for winning the Club World wow. Cup, so that might that might be put into use for a good hotel next time. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't even understand. They, they attended parties. Didn't they have a, a celebratory party or something like that? And yeah. weren't they weren't they tired? They could have used that time to sleep and and yeah. Have enough rest and stuff. I think I think the, the the only person, the only valid one was I think Timo had a flu, so he couldn't play at all. So he hmm. but he was on the bench. He was on the bench, but yeah. I think everybody else so, is okay.
1: For the amount that footballers get paid, and I know it's hard work. I'm not gonna sit here and, and say that it doesn't require a lot of cha- talent, hard work, and sacrifice. These kind of excuses just go out the window when you're paid 200K a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't think about these excuses because
2: I've said this I've said that, this time and time lot. again I've said this time and time again. Modern footballers nowadays are very soft. Modern footballers are very soft. They're treated very very soft. It's not even with just football. I think it's with other sports as well I see it in basketball too as so well. Like Drogba, ACN, um, who else? Um, um, Lampard, those places. You hardly see them getting these kind of excuses like this kind of. Uh, uh, flimsy, flimsy excuses for not playing games at all. Because I remember Droba even had malaria a, a particular morning when when <laughs> when he was supposed to come and play, but he still came to play the game and and went home. So I don't understand why huh. these kind of excuses. I don't know. I mean, um, 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 Michael Jordan won the won the uh, NBA championships with the flu. He did the he did <laughs> that with the flu. So. I don't know. More, like modern modern sportsmen nowadays are very very soft. The game mm. the game is just treating them like babies nowadays. Yeah. Ooh, Eden Hazard on.
1: played this last. Oops, oh, sorry. Go on. No, go go on, go on, go
2: on. I was just going to add on to this list
0: of Eden Hazard played his last game for little Trunk and scored a hat trick. So <laughs> there's no ex, there's there's no there's no excuses here. <laughs> oh, as a jet lag, man. No, jet lag. <laughs> just, that's a flimsy excuse, right? Oh, we won we won so, we won, yeah. so it's alright he's probably let's yeah. face it he's probably defle- I, this guy is an absolute genius of a football manager and man motivation so he's probably put some he's probably deflecting to just to kind of take it off because it was a, I mean from the defense, good from the midfield pretty not good and then the attack other than Ziyech the attack other than Ziyech not good and Ziyech is his own little class because right yeah, now he's yeah, just yeah. like it's great so he's got to deflect at some point and not put the blame on the players i think we in uh in two calls interview they did that uh, they did ask him something about oh so is it this system kind of causing the car inhibiting lukaku a bit like is it not helping him and he was he just kind of said no it's not the system
2: yeah it's not so he, he's playing everything he's playing everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
0: not. i think at this point I,
2: yeah. I, think, I think secretly, sorry, sorry,
0: go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, it's got to be some kind of pressure from him to play Lukaku because you just don't see the support from, from Tukul yeah. and playing him every single game, but he does. So it's just, yeah, it's got to yeah. be some kind of internal...
2: I, I, I was going to say that I think secretly, uh, um, 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 Tukul is acting in response to Lukaku's interview because... Before that interview, we we're playing like a pretty similar system throughout. But after the interview, he has tried to play Lukaku in different, different situations. Like he's trying to tell Lukaku that it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's just you. You are the one. The one not doing it. It's not the it's not the, the way I'm playing you. It's the it's you because I've played you in every every situation right now. And I think the only the only solution to Lukaku's um, performances like if we want to see it, see him do well again, it's just Joel and James. Joel and James are the key. They they are the key, and everybody knows that. But for now, they are not there, and we just have to we just have to manage and hope he he improves. That's it.
0: Um, what better way to start that by winning our first leg of our Champions League <laughs> last in a nice
1: crispy transition.
0: Unless yeah. you got anything else to talk about
1: with, Palace. no, I was just gonna, I, yeah, I was just gonna round it off by saying, uh, I guess, I guess, an awful performance, but f- yeah. and nothing comes, nothing's much yeah. in it, but yeah, I think we get the three points and at the end. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah, uh, sometimes you've got to scrape <laughs> those three points. So, what do you mean sometimes we've been doing it every single no, game? We're not
0: for months.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> We are just fortunate now that at yeah. least we get we get a win we get wins yeah. instead of instead of draws. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: guess sometimes for us lasts a little longer than just two games. It's it's five yeah. six. It's a stretching game. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. We have passed we passed the broadcast to uh, Man United.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you look at it, we've got the Man City have lost the same number of games as Chelsea, but we've drawn yeah. five more than them, which is why we're struggling so you can you can see where we've been losing points it's not the losses that we've had it's just the it's it's just the the games that yeah. we should have won have ended up yeah. in draws and think yeah. about it
0: our two of those losses were against man city yeah
1: well.
0: so it's like literally our only other loss was what the no
1: not liverpool uh, i think it was west ham, west west ham. ham. Yeah, yeah
0: west, west ham. ham that's it so yeah, it's just a shame. It kind of tells you really about what could have been if if we had if we didn't just have that massive disruption of Chilwell and James both getting injured and yeah. the whole team confidence coming down. Cause we were like that last I think our last Premier League came before that was our Leicester win, the 3-0. I think it must it must have been around then. I think right. But we absolutely blew them off the park. And yeah, just ever since it's just been it's not been the same. So Hopefully, we can kind of really, once we get them back next season, we can properly, I mean, yeah, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be difficult, but yeah, yeah. put a solid title challenge next year. And and yeah, unless something crazy happens, like Liverpool drop silly points, but yeah, and City do as well.
2: We live for um, the crazy.
0: We live for the crazy. We live for the crazy. You never know. They, <laughs> might, they might have an end of season rut, just like we have. But yeah. Champions League is where it's at anyway.
2: Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, go for, go for. I, I want to ask a question. I think this will segue us into the, the next conversation because I wanted to ask this. Do you think Alonso's assist has brought him back into the team? Speak on this topic. I think i just... <laughs> yeah. because we're going to talk about because we're, we're going to talk about the little preview. So we we'll definitely talk about yeah, the lineup. Yeah. Do you think no. he's Do you think he's brought him back into the team? <laughs> no,
0: no, I can't slow. No, I can slow.
1: I'm it's gonna have home. kids. I'm gonna have kids the next ten years. They're gonna start supporting Chelsea. They're gonna be you know going to uni, and, and Alonso is still gonna be a left back at Chelsea. <laughs> is uh, just...
2: In the, the man is inevitable like you know you know that when he came he, he made a difference he made a very good mm. difference and you think like I think maybe Tukul might reward him by giving him a start against Will maybe mm. you never know never know
0: he's just this guy we bring on when we need a goal and <laughs> if if we're gonna if he's gonna am he, I right if he stays like that if we need a goal what's what, what have we got to lose so you know if he's if we're gonna keep him until he's sixty eight, gone, yeah, is he, just is he, overweight etc. As long as he can put a good crossing on that the foot. Is he the new Batuai? Yeah, he's the he's a, literally a Batuai Regen. At, think at we, need to,
1: back. we need to we need to turn the the name Alonso into a noun and just use it as in a sentence every time. Just whenever someone plays like Alonso, just say he's he's Alonsoed it tonight. Yeah. Um, in terms of yeah i think sar played really well i would still continue mm. with sar uh, yeah, of course it's not perfect but you we've also got to imagine that it's not his natural position no. and if he's putting up the performances that you know i guess a little bit better in uh with against like if you compare him with alonzo's performances at left back he's he's quite a bit better and if mm. that's that's what he's putting in i'd, I'd take that any day um, um. Even if even if there are a few scary moments in the game, or if there are, because Mm. at the end of the day, it's not his natural position, but he's been doing well. So let's continue that.
0: It's more of a question of does Sarg deserve to get dropped instead of does Alonso deserve to get promoted? And the answer to that, I think, is plain is a plain no. sarg has been pretty yeah, like you say, can't say any better. It's he's just been really solid, to be honest. Not really made. I mean, he made he's got the odd mistake in him. But he's a hell of a lot better than Alonso defensively, and he's a hell of a lot faster than Alonso. So, but he's just not as kind of he's not a natural crosser of the ball. But he's still got it in him to kind of take the occasional shot, which which was nice to see against Palace. But so I keep him. But it's just what happens on the other side of the pitch at right wing back, right back. I have no idea.
1: It's a lottery, completely.
0: Like this, this little
1: fixture looks a lot tougher than it uh, than, than it should. Oh yeah, uh, or than when it than it did went back in December during the draw. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, Lille, at what champ they won their group. I mean, it wasn't neat. It wasn't the most difficult group ever. They have Salzburg, Sevilla, Wolfsburg, and but it's. And they only really got it. they only won the group by a point. They I think they only won three of their games in the group, and so it's I don't know. I, I'm not too scared to be honest. I just know that we have got to be better than we have recently. And in the Champions League, it's not like we've been completely different class to what we've been how we've been playing in all the other competitions. So I think we're still we still going to be pretty worried. But yeah, fingers crossed. The guys that we rely on like Hacking. Turn up, just Hacking
1: always turns up in the Champions League. Let's I, like, I like how Alex goes. The guys who rely on and the Hacking, and just stops. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the, it's that's, a full stop. <laughs> he is. The,
0: he is the guys. He is the attack right now. He is, yeah. yeah. So that's who we go to, and I don't nah, know. Mason won't be there uh, back in time, but yeah. Just we're just gonna need Zesh to pluck a goal or something, and. At least it doesn't. At least it doesn't really matter with away goals anymore. So yeah,
1: I was going to add on. Nothing to yeah. worry about with
2: that. Yeah, exactly. They're so playing
1: at know, home think, as well, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, Lille. Leo, I don't know. On paper, it shouldn't be difficult, but I don't know. It's 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 the Champions League. A lot of a lot of teams just turn up in the Champions League. Just turn, because I'm looking at Lille's um, form recently, and they've they've won, two, drawn one, and lost twice in their last five games so it's it's not been it's not been really it's not really that great it's not really it doesn't look threatening but you never know what 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 level will turn up on the pitch because it's chelsea you don't know what level will turn up whether they will turn up we would we would we would would, uh, um um perform poorly again like we did today and and in previous games so it's, it's 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 I don't know. It's 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 something I can't really I can't really predict. I expect us to win. I really expect us to win, but how we are going to win, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know whether we're going to dominate, the game. we're going to be lucky at the end, or I don't know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't tell. But, it's a lottery, Chelsea. Yeah. But, yeah man, is.
0: these guys are tenth in
1: league. Yeah. Yeah, I was
0: gonna add. Yeah. That's all I, I think we can just drop mic drop. Yeah. Let's end the part.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean if you, if you think about it, if, if it wasn't for the fact that teams around us are, are behaving, uh are, are performing poorly, we could have been even lower than what we are now on the on the on the table as well. So. We could be 10. We, we could have been <laughs> <laughs> we could have been. So yeah. I mean I, I, I don't really when it comes to Champions league, I don't really look at the teams that the the, the the team's performance in their league, in their league or in yeah. their country's league, I don't really look at it because they can turn up. They can turn up on the day. They can turn Like you guys said, now the now the um, away away rule doesn't really matter anymore. So they they are just playing. They are just playing to win and score more goals. That's it. So if we, if we can do that, fine. I think city city scored like five goals or six goals in the week against so what team? What team do they play against? Probably the team but in Lisbon, they just destroyed them. And yeah, I just, I hope we can do that, but I don't think we can do that. I think we we'll, we we'll get away with the two nil, one 0 kind of victory. But I just hope we win. They can't. I lose think scores. <laughs> 5%. <laughs> 5%. That was scores. You laugh. You laugh.
1: Touch wood. This, 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 this is why we don't do predictions on the podcast. <laughs> no, this is why we stopped. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, i think with lil it's an interest i think the way i look at it is it's 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 the first leg of two games uh yes it's important every game in the champions League is important every game is a must-win game um but i'm not looking for chelsea i'm not expecting chelsea to play some flashy uh, flashy football and and Mm. score three or four goals i'm expecting another dull game with, with a 1-0 victory at most or 2-0 victory at most. Um, and worse comes to worse, we've got the second like, mid-March or end of March to kind of cover up. Um, I, mean, yeah. just, I mean, yeah.
0: It would just be nice to kind of have another... I mean, last year we, we won all our knockout games, but in previous seasons we've we bet we rarely ever win any knockout
1: games. Did we, we lose games. against Porto though? I think we lost. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. That was the
0: one that we lost. Yeah, but yeah that yeah. was that was a fluky ass goal. That doesn't count.
2: Does it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't count, man.
1: let get some award nominee. <laughs> he,
0: he won the push, the most meaningless push cast goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's nothing for the whole two legs. Just dived around and then. Nineteenth minute
1: he decided to score absolutely. At him. But we digress. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I wanna quickly move on uh, from from the little preview and talk about a bit of a debate that's been happening on social media. It's been a bit of a debate that I've been having with myself as well, because on one hand I love Jorginho Kante, but I think it's time that we talk about their future at Chelsea. Um, they're both their contracts end in 2023, so they've, they've still got another year at Chelsea. Um, knowing Chelsea, we don't want to give them out for free, of course, um, and we don't want to you know, lose out on whatever we can cash in from them. And the possible replacements, I guess, right now, are Schumeni and, and um, Declan Rice. If there was a chance we had to sell one or the other this summer, who are we letting go of and who are we... Buying is is going to be my question.
2: Should like I go first or like to go first? first yeah. This is <laughs> a dangerous. This is dangerous
1: eclipse territory. So be careful. <laughs> be very careful. careful. <laughs>
2: the thing is that the thing is that me, I've you guys know me. I've always preferred Canty over 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 Georgino over over Cover Church. And when it comes to Cover Church and Georgino as well, so I've also preferred Cover Church over Georgina. But the thing is that if the uh, contract runs out, there will be contract negotiations and. On their contract negotiations, I feel like Jorginho might want more money than Kante. Probably because of contract negotiations, maybe Jorginho might be let well, go. Mind
1: you, I just want to interrupt and quickly add on Kante gets yeah. Yeah. 220k. He's the highest million. earner
2: at the club. One yeah, of the yeah. highest. No, he, he, he used to be to Lukaku King. So, so, Lukaku- so why would Georgie ask for more? No, that's what I'm saying because it's a new contract. It's a new contract. So if you if the team wants him to stay, he would he would yeah. definitely ask for more, like what maybe Redigai is doing now. If the team wants yeah. him, he yeah. would ask for more. But with Kante, I don't think Kante would be that kind of player who would ask for more money. He would either leave or whatever. You give him uh, uh, if he better, if we want to maintain him on the contract or give him less, he might do it. Like what um, Thiago Silva did, he took a pay cut to come to Chelsea. I can see can't he doing that to stay at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But I can't see Jorginho doing that to stay at Chelsea. So I don't know. But I'm just I'm just I'm just going on the on the uh, contract basis there. But for me personally I'll prefer to keep Jorginho. <laughs> I'll, I'll Wait, keep. what? I said for me I'll prefer to keep Jorginho. Really? Yeah sure. Your what? I,
1: said. I, I thought this whole time he was trying to go for Kante to stay. No, no, no I, was, was I, was talking, I was
2: talking based on the contract, negotiation. contract <laughs> negotiations. Contract if, negotiations, if it came to that, if it came to that, I I feel like Jorginho will be let go, will be easier to let go than Kante. But, right. like, con, like in terms of the fact that, like, you've seen Kante's um, um, injury record, and he's growing, I don't think it will get any, I don't think it will get any better. I prefer Kante than Georgie, to be honest, but like if you are weighing the two of them for a long term, for a long term, uh, um, um, uh, how do I say for the long term of their of of of, the, of their careers at Chelsea or whatever it is, I think picking Jorginho um, will be best better because he's younger than Kante to us, So he doesn't. Really oh, I think they're all almost injured. the same age. They're almost the same age. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, really get injured. Kante gets injured a lot, and I, don't, I think we are we are we are gradually seeing we are gradually seeing that the. the the best of Kante dwindled down and after a year I don't think it will be any it will be any better if if the if the injuries doesn't if the injuries because we are talking about, we, are, we are talking about a year ahead if the injuries doesn't come up the, all these things can change but like mm-hmm. right now right now Georgie is a more reliable player in terms of being mm-hmm. injury free than Kante that's, that, that's the reasoning behind it so for me if I was picking the two I'll pick Georgie even though I prefer Kante better but for long term it makes sense to keep georgie down kante so
0: yeah i can't for me it's about equal in that, i don't think either like no club is going to come in and pay 40 30 million or whatever it is for georgie or kante they want kante they their wages are too high for a start for most clubs and no one's going to pay 40 or 40 million for these guys when they have one year left in their contract. So I just don't see any of them. Yeah, we're not going to be getting huge money for either of them. And yeah, so there's that. But there's also, I think, something that's more important than getting some a, a bit of money out of them is this transition from yeah. having Jorginho and Kante and Cottage to our kind of new midfield of Gilmore, Potentially Rice, potentially Churamini, Gallagher. Gallagher. What we really don't want to have is just. Oh, we sell a bunch of our midfielders. We have a bunch of midfielders come in. Boom. Good luck. Do your best. Hopefully, win the league. Yeah. It just doesn't work, and we need to start following like a model, like or a way of like Liverpool do, where they buy in players, don't expect them to perform absolutely immediately, and then phase them out once the new guys are performing so personally I'd say just keep both I'd rather keep both not sell I uh not really get any I don't think we'd get much money for either of them anyway keep both or maybe sell one if just to kind of free up some squad space but don't sell both
2: that's that's the question Muhammad is asking you are are, you're copying out by
0: saying keep both but fine fine. fine we have to sell one who do I think would be easier to kind of who, who would be more useful to keep around? Yeah, it would probably be Georgie, just from Kante, like you say, the injury record. But it's more important I think that we just don't... It's just going to be so bad if Rice and or Shou and many come in and we have to just yeah, force yeah. them to perform immediately. Kante and Kovacic have, don't have as much, I'd say, chemistry. I mean, they've had good performances together, don't get me wrong. But in terms of the chemistry and what would be more useful to kind of keep around the club, as well as Kante not being or becoming less and less available, I think it makes more sense to from uh, getting our new midfielders in to to, to keep Georgie. But I just don't think that, that realistically, I, I don't see us selling Kante. I think he just leave on a free contract. Yeah,
2: he just leave on a free contract.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'll happen. Or it'll be like a really situation where he he thinks that he's going to leave, and then no one ha- wants to pay his wages, and he just ends up staying, signing a new deal for like the same wages or something. I Genuinely think that can happen because yeah, it's just a tricky one. But I, I, to be honest, I don't really mind as long as the we don't just rush these guys, the new midfielders in, like we did with our attack. We bought a load of new attackers expected them to gel yes we won the champions league but they were the weakness they, they were our, it is our weakness right now and that's why they are our weakness right now so
2: rant over but i think you see i think i think what you're saying is, a, is the ideal way to do it like bring new, pers- yeah. like bring new personnel in and then let them work with the old guard and then regularly yeah. face the old guard out that's the ideal way to do it i think that's that what we've done with james um and yeah and Ash, like, exactly, yeah. right yeah exactly as, as we, as we grooming james and stuff but I, right now i think everything everything stems on how much money do we get we, we, we get you in like let's say if we get you in for a higher amount the expectation for you to hit the ground running is higher than somebody who comes from the academy or somebody who is, who who we spend less for because if we get rice in if we get i'm just assuming we get rice or two or many in you're going to get them for extremely high prices, extremely high, like like transfer fees. And if they come in, you know, already the hype around Rice and Trumene is already high. When they come in, people are going to expect them to hit the ground running. It's, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that at all. They should be. He sh- they should come and work alongside Georgina, alongside Kante, and 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 learn the basics and learn whatever they can learn from them before they leave. But it's Chelsea. It's it's if you spend like imagine you spend over 80 million for Rice you want him to you want him to start banging especially the fact that he has been he's been playing the Premier League for a long time he's not coming from outside um, to come and now um, adjust the Premier League so like I like I like what you're saying but unfortunately maybe that, that might not be yeah. it that might not happen unfortunately I guess yeah, with the Rice it's gone I'm mean, sorry
0: oh, You've been gone. Gone. for so long yeah. go for it <laughs>
1: I was just I was just gonna I, I agree with you guys I think both of those guys have their positives and negatives. I think for me I just think Kante stays. Um the reason I say that is I wanna see him work with our midfield and, and make it make it better. As much as Billy Gilmore has been incredible, um I think we still need Kante as a backup. And and to perform in those big games when you need him, the big game player that we need, Kante. Um, Nothing. Not taking anything away from Jorginho and what a great two last two seasons he's had um, with Chelsea as well. Uh, so it, it's not at all an easy call. Uh, but I just want I just want a quick one, quick one with you guys. Cause let's call it a quick fire one. Um, and I want I want you guys to say the player name and then this, uh, uh, just a sentence of why. Um, and the question is one transfer uh, this summer. And you've got the options you've got is Declan Rice, uh, Jules Kunde, and Shuomen. You've got one transfer. So quickly, just the name and the sentence saying why.
0: Rice. <laughs> <laughs> just different profiles, what we have right now. Good passing, kind of, can do a bit of everything. Leadership qualities. Second to none, knows the league already, pretty low risk transfer, but also has a massive transfer fee. So there's always the risk of that. But yeah, he's just brings so much to West Ham and he'd definitely bring be able to bring most of what he does bring to Chelsea, even though it is a different system. But yeah, mainly I'd say especially with leadership,
2: definitely. Yeah, I'm also going to go for Rice. I've not I've not really seen much of jamani I've not I've seen I've seen a lot of Kunde. He's a very good. He's a centre back, right? Or I think he was, a, he was a left back or right back. One of them, I forgot. But mm. he's very good. He's very good in defence. I've seen highlights from him. Very, very good of a player. But I think Rice, that midfield is so. It's like it's so critical. It's where he plays. is such a such an important position for 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 any club. To be honest, like right now we are talking about Kante or Georgie possibly leaving. We need somebody to, to, to be that kind of Kante replacement or George replacement or whoever it is that goes. We need that person. And I think I think Rice can do what can what Kante is doing. At the same time, can offer um an offensive threat as well. Like you said, like um um Alex said, going forward, he's incredible, he does very, very well, he scores goals occasionally, he, he gets a lot of assists because of the 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 kind of the passes that he he gives. And he, he, uh, we talked earlier about players making risky passes. I rise, Rice is that kind of player. He does that kind of things. Um, he's not Fabriga's level uh, of uh, good of a passer, but he's he's there. He also he he can also make a lot of good um passes in between defense. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick him and his leadership qualities too as well. He's a very good leader. If he, if he joins Chelsea, him him and him and Mount will be fighting to be future future um, captains for Chelsea. <laughs> Definitely. You said a sentence, so I'll give you more than a sentence.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to realize the two clips I really wanted was Kante and Jorginho for the summer and the transfer one, but both of those have gone off like seven minutes each. But um <laughs> so there's there's quite a lot of trimming that needs to be done for those clips. Uh I think I think you're right. I think Rice for me as well. He's 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 a Premier League proven player. and uh, I know a lot of fans hate saying that because that's different club, different scenario, different system kind of thing. But I think, again, it, it boils down to the way he's played for West Ham the last two seasons, the last three seasons. Um, as Alex said, le- leadership qualities and and the experience that he's got that, that the other two don't have at the moment. And it, it extremely looks like Rudiger's going to stay. So um, let's invest in a midfielder where we've got two players or three players who could possibly be leaving in the next few uh years i would say and and with saul who might even leave at the end of the season when when his loan's over so um yeah i think in other news aspi has been given an open kind of um offer from chelsea where they've said you're going to get another year on your contract if you want but he's they're they're more than happy to let him deal with barcelona or any other club he they want or he wants um until the summer and he can come back to chelsea when he wants um what do you guys make of that?
2: Uh, I, I want the player to retire at Chelsea. I want I want Aspie to retire at Chelsea. I want Aspie mm-hmm. to be that player who retired at Chelsea. I don't want to see him play for any any, any other team. It would be mm-hmm. like if he if he has to go, definitely every every Chelsea fan will wish him well, we'll give him our best. Even the club will give him their best, but I just want that, that, like, he's a he's a Chelsea, like, he's a blue through and through, like, give him one more year, let him stay. If, if I, 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 I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he would be feeling. I want him to stay, I don't want him to leave, I don't want him to play for any other team, but I don't know, it's all up to him, it's his career, so whatever he does, we are fully behind him. I think no. if, it, if it helps make you guys'
1: decisions, I just want to say, the only reason he hasn't signed anything right now is, because the clubs that have offered him something is if they're giving him in a year and an option to extend, which Chelsea isn't doing. But I okay. guess Chelsea's kind of, after 30, Chelsea says it's it's a year on every year. You're only going to get a year maximum. So I'm, I'm expecting yeah. Kante and Georgie to get a year-long deal as well when their contract is about to run up.
2: Yeah, fool me once
1: me um, once
2: on me <laughs> because <laughs> Luis Luis did it to us they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to mess up again so
1: yeah i mean they were pretty stagnant on on william when he wanted to to it was it two years on his contract? three, he
0: went three. three. We, yeah. we, we were actually yeah we broke we were willing to break our policy on that he wanted he wanted his whole cake not just a slice okay. and yeah, yeah.
2: We broke it on Luis and he left. So yeah, yeah. And he left.
0: <laughs> it doesn't we shouldn't do it on him. now In honesty though, I think we, the first player to, to retire at Chelsea will, I, to me will either be Angolo Kante or Mason Mount. It's 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 that like rare, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kante from a pure injury standpoint and Mason Mount because yeah, I just think I can't imagine him leaving and even him staying for 10, 15 years. Yeah. I think he'd happily just keep taking those one-year contracts to bet Chelsea. So, yeah, it'll be one of those yeah. two. I'll come back to I'll this video back, in 15 years' time, just,
1: just to make <laughs> sure. If videos exist.
0: If, 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 yeah. <laughs> if we haven't discovered life to be a simulation, you just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. oh, <laughs> no, Unless we're, we're all uh, in the multiverse.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're in the metaverse. We're in the metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse.
1: We'll find out yeah. when Doctor Strange comes out next
0: month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I think I think we'll we'll conclude tonight's episode. It's been quite a long one, um, and quite um, quite this dis. dis I, got, I can't write find the right word for it, but um, discussion. I was going to say descriptive, but I couldn't get it out because okay. I was going to I was going to say disruptive for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My crystal palace performance, that was disruptive uh a little up next least,
2: sorry sorry at least we've done well today to follow the script last last <laughs> last time we went off script <laughs> yeah just a little <laughs> we've done well to follow to follow the points we made before so yeah just
1: just remember every tangent we go on that's more clips for me so just continue, <laughs> <laughs> continue that. uh no uh yeah i think i think not the, not the best of performances round off the podcast not the best of performances against Crystal Palace Lil up next on I think it's on Tuesday night is it um, it's going to be 2.30 in the morning where I'm going to be so it's going to be quite an interesting watch that one um but yeah, uh, looking forward to what happens with Chelsea. And then, of course, this, uh, as as close as we get to the summer, the more news that we get about uh, Ziyech, Aspi, Vertiger, and then all the transfers that are coming in as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what look at where Lukaku's standpoint is as well uh, come this summer. Um, that's it from all of us here. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.